Hi there, my name is Lesha Bouchak, and I'm a senior reporter at MMM. I'm super excited to be part of today's sponsored podcast with Optimize RX. Here with me today is Steve Silvestro, Chief Commercial Officer at Optimize RX. Great to have you here, Steve. Thanks, Lesha. It's great to be here with you as well. Today, we're going to be chatting about the future of HCP engagement, how next best action strategies use artificial intelligence to elevate today's omnichannel approaches. HCPs are tired of generic, non-personalized marketing content. What drives engagement is adding value, not noise, to care decisions. But meeting this physician need requires more than just the right brand content. It also requires the reach, data, and real-time precision to coordinate where, when, and what brand information is being delivered, a next best action approach. This is a part two of the series on driving clinical engagement and patient acquisition. Steve is here to discuss what next best action strategies are and how life science brands can harness AI and real world data to boost the efficacy and efficiency of HCP engagement programs and ultimately drive better ROI for marketing investments. So let's dive in. Steve, let's start with talking generally about life science marketers and their current efforts to reach and engage physicians with their brand in order to drive more patient starts on therapy. What are you seeing in the current landscape? You know, it's interesting. The landscape over the last 24 months has really been rapidly changing. I think we are seeing marketers move from a what used to be a spray and pray sort of share of voice effort over to a very targeted effort to communicate with HCPs and subsequently with patients. You know, we know that six in 10 adults are on a some sort of prescription that they're taking. We know that there is a huge unmet need to reach the physicians that are writing those prescriptions at an appropriate time. And we also know that the broad sweeping kind of spray and pray campaigns given the massive digital dynamic shifts in the marketplace and just the sheer amount of noise that we all as consumers have in our lives on our phones and our emails and everywhere we go, the spray and pray stuff just isn't resonating anymore. It's not as effective. And so we're seeing a pivot and an effort from our marketing partners and people that we support away from that spray and pray methodology over to more targeted approach that's focused on the patient, but it's also focused on the HCP engaging with that patient. So what exactly is next best action and how does it address what you just kind of described? I get asked that question often, and I think the best way to describe it is to introduce the element of timing into the digital conversation between the patient and the HCP. So I'm Italian. I'm going to take a liberty for a second. And, you know, when kids would come to my house as a boy, my mom would always serve salad at the end of a meal and it would freak people out. And that's just what we do, right? It would be akin to if you started your meal, you know, in the U.S. with a bowl of ice cream and then finished with Brussels sprouts. I think that was the reaction action my friends had. And so it's not that my mom changed the menu of what she was serving. It just was the timing of the dish that made it a completely different experience for the people that came to visit the Silvestro house, uh, which was always a cultural experience. So if you think about that in terms of communicating with HCPs at point of care, the most important element of that communication is timing. It's the timing of the message when the physician is with the relevant patient or going to be with a relevant patient. And subsequently, the content needs to be relevant for that patient. So it's not enough just to send information to a cardiologist about a cardiology therapy anymore. It needs to be triggered by information that's relevant for the patient 
panel that they're seeing that day. And I think that's really where next best action comes in, because essentially what you're saying is, where is the best place to communicate with the right physician that has the correct patient? And what is the timing element of that? That's kind of how I would sum it up in layman's terms to start us off. Definitely. And I think the food metaphor is an interesting way to describe it. You mentioned a gap between strategy and execution. How do you take a next best action plan from theory to reality? And what are some of the best practices for that? And what resources and partners are needed? Well, that's a great question. I mean, it's interesting because we at OptimizeRx, we sort of sit in the ecosystem in a very interesting place with a purview that spans all of the agency ecosystem. So, you know, we're not an agency, but we do business with all of the agencies that are HCP marketing focused agencies. And so that allows us to see what everyone's doing and to support it and be involved in it in different ways. And so we've seen some best practices, what's worked, what hasn't worked, what people are trying. And what I would say is universally across the board, everyone is trying to figure this out. I think what they need in order to make it happen is they need real-time accommodation of HCP preferences. So really understanding what doctors want, what they're doing, what they're clicking on, where they're going to for information. It sort of highlights the fluid movement between online and offline channels. You're thinking about, are people going to social? Are they looking in their EHR? Are they moving to endemic websites? The content that we're serving up has to serve the physician, not just in general, but for the specific engagement that they are undertaking at that time. And so those are kind of three elements. And of course, in order to be able to do that, you've got to have really solid data. And that data needs to be real time in nature. It's not enough to use stagnant old data, like the old data streams we would all use previously for outcomes-based research or looking at old EHR records or old claims. That's not going to be enough in the new environment. The data has to be real time and the feedback loop has to be a closed loop. As you mentioned, real-time execution is a key part of what makes them so powerful, these strategies. So what makes a program, quote-unquote, real-time? How can companies execute in real-time? It really comes down to making sure that they're partnering with businesses that have got real-time data feeds that are coming from the platforms that they're engaging with. If they don't have that, and the reporting is 30 days, 60 days, 90 days out, that's not going to work in a next best action environment. It's got to be real-time data that would inform the machine learning platform or the algorithms that marketers are using to determine where the next best action is off the current action that they've taken. It's really a sequential step through. And without that real-time data, it just, it simply won't work. And I want to delve a little bit into what the benefits are for both the physician and the patient, this approach. How do next best action strategies and the underlying artificial intelligence technology benefit the physician and the patient? Coming back to this need for real-time data, one of the dimensions of that is understanding who the physicians are that marketers want to communicate with. And I think our old approach, and I've been at this for 25 years, which I'm ashamed to say publicly, giving my age away, but we used to think it was cutting edge to produce an NPI list with physicians that were high prescribers and we would deploy a sales force against it. And it was really cutting edge in terms of analytics work, you know, five years ago, and everyone was excited about it. Now, 
we need to actually look for the patients rather than the physicians, understand where those patients are based on their disease history and based on certain data that we can see in these real-world evidence databases, and then find the treating physicians that are treating those specific patients. The nature of that NPI list becomes dynamic in nature. It's no longer, hey, we'll produce an NPI list, launch a campaign, and see what the results are. If we're doing it correctly, the NPI list actually should be shifting on a weekly or a daily basis and being prioritized depending on who has a relevant patient that would receive the information. So that's the first element of this is just understanding where the patient is and who the physician is that's going to engage them so you can get them the right information. And then I think just to give you kind of a more salient example, we know that 80% of people who are on a prescription feel that their prescription is cost prohibitive. That's a, that's a huge number. So 80% of us that are on a prescription say, holy cow, I'm terrified to walk into a CVS. I don't know what my copay is going to be. And every time I go in, I feel like it's different and it's probably going to be more than I planned on. Understanding the dynamics of what gets someone from hey, you have such and such a disease, I'm writing you such and such a script, to making sure that that person has got financial assistance at the point of dispense so that they can therefore afford their therapy and stay compliant, all of the logic and the algorithms and the stuff that is underpinning that sort of walk or transaction becomes sort of sacrosanct to this process. And I think that's where the patient really benefits. It's not enough to leave copay cards on a counter at a pharmacy or drop them off at a Walmart or wherever you're going to do anymore. It's just you've got to make sure that we're getting the right bin and PCN number over to the pharmacy for the right prescription for the correct patient. And that's what we're seeing works the best. And that's kind of a broad landscape view from our purview, again, as Optimize Rx, kind of working with all the agencies. So what are the changes that you're seeing in treatment choices as a result of next best action? Well, we know that 60% or more of physicians look to their EHR as a source of truth, and in most cases, a single source of truth where they can get information about the diagnosis for their patient and then subsequent treatments. And what we're seeing is that the intelligence that feeds information about therapies that are available for the specific patient that they are diagnosing is becoming better and better. And I think as we lean into these next best action tools, and they're based on clinical criteria that's aligned to labels and diagnoses, what we're going to see is a radical improvement in accuracy of therapy selection. And that's really, I think, is industry changing. That's what we're seeing. But again, it all starts with the EHR. That's where physicians spend the majority of their time, and that's where they're looking for a single source of truth. And what about some of the benefits for life science brands? You sort of described this benefit for the patient, but what are the benefits to life science brands shifting to a next best action approach and how can they get started? The principal thing we see when we apply these next best action models is an immediate impact on script lift. And that's really the number one thing that we see. And then subsequent compliance. A lot of times people invest a lot of money or agencies invest a lot of money in that NBRX, that first prescription that's written. And we know that there is a precipitous fall off after that first script is picked up, somewhere in the vicinity of 40 to 50%. It's a large number. And so getting the first script written, that's the first hurdle. The subsequent compliance, those are the subsequent hurdles that need to be achieved. And so what we're doing with these applications of 
AI and machine learning is ensuring that we, number one, onboard the patient at the appropriate time via savings vehicles and what they need to become compliant. And then by using next best action, we're continuing that digital conversation to ensure future compliance as they go forward. Really, it's checking a bunch of boxes for both the HCP and the patient that have been unchecked for decades at this point. Now, finally, let's talk about the agencies. What advice would you give agencies about shifting towards this approach to support their clients? You know, it's interesting. I think more than any other component of the healthcare ecosystem right now, agencies have undergone the most change and have had the most pressure in the last six months. I think pre-pandemic, agencies were able to do a great job for pharma and manufacturers by providing services, managing money. And what we've seen universally now is that that's no longer enough. Pharma is demanding that they bring tools to the equation that are going to improve the return on investment that manufacturers are making in the spend. And so by using these next best action and digital tools, what we are seeing is a significant improvement in return on investment for the manufacturers. And I think that's something the agencies really need to contemplate. And then secondly, we see some agencies trying to build their own next best action. We see other agencies partnering with manufacturers to sort of lean in there. I would say the key thing for agencies to consider is not necessarily the construction of the algorithms or the AI or the application. Everyone runs around yelling AI and no one actually knows what it means. It's really making sure that you've got the right data connected from the right sources and that the periodicity of that data, meaning the frequency of the update, will support the algorithms and the machine learning that are being layered on top of it. So the AI and the ML is only as good as the data and the timing of that data that you've got fed into it. And if you can accomplish you know, layering all those things together, boy, the agencies sure stand a lot to gain by embracing the technology. And I think they will. I think they'll do a great job with it. I believe the agencies will adapt. And we're starting to already see people head in that direction. Great. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for delving into why next best action strategies can be beneficial to patients and to life science brands and agencies and providing your expertise on some of the best practices for the approach. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast with Steve Silvestro, Chief Commercial Officer at Optimize RX. Thanks, Steve, for being a part of it. Thank you. Pleasure to be with you. Have a great afternoon. You too. Many thanks for listening and come back soon for another one. This is Lesha Bouchak for the MMM podcast. Take care.